The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. From the Philadelphia Eagles to the Kansas City Chiefs, a former University of Alabama standout, once known as the Mighty Mouse, number 29, Mark McMillan! And also we have Mr. BNE, the man in the middle. From the Philadelphia Eagles, Mr. Byron Evans. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters, put them up, tighten up, we some hard hitters, Mark McMillan, my man Byron Evans, we give you what we've been doing every Friday evening, ain't nobody leaving, if you're sports and Phoenix, we're bringing the cutting edge. Hey, hey, we're, we're back. Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, hard hitting Radio coming at you. B&E is the host today. We got little Mac. He's off uh, celebrating a little bit. And we also got my man Ray Ellis in the studio. Little Mac, you out there? Hey, we out here in Cali, man. Nevertheless, uh, as you know, I'm probably a little hoarse from from celebrating yesterday. So, you know, I'm going to talk about that a lot. But I know we got a lot of other stuff that we're going to talk about as well. So, uh, hold it down. Hey, I, re- I appreciate you filling in for us today, Big Ray. Hey, man, you know I had to do that for you. I humbled myself. It, it's your uh-huh. day, man. You you the national champion. What else can I say? Well, I, I appreciate that. I, I really do, man. I, I just wanted to ask you one question. You you were there, Mark, and, you know, for some reason I saw the game last night, but did you notice I didn't think that Nick enjoyed that championship victory as much as he should have. Was there an embracement of the players in there? I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't know what was on his mind. Well, you know, Nick Nix's demeanor has is, is always been like that. Um, but I'm sure uh, as, as fans, I was sitting there with uh, Saran Stacy, another Alabama great as well. Uh, you know, we had that same feeling. We, we were excited that they won, but the game should have been a lot more decided by uh, by us. We should have ran up the score on them. But, you uh-huh. know, they came back, and I'm sure uh, Nick wasn't so, you know too happy uh, with the way that the outcome of the game came, especially with a, a true freshman starting at quarterback pretty much. For Texas, so uh, you know that's Nick's demeanor. You know he's always been like that, and, and you know he, he's hard nosed. But uh, we would like to put up a lot more points and, and less points by them. But 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 I think overall, I think uh, Alabama. You know, I, I roll tide. I guess you did roll tide. The tide did roll. But you know, I think that more than anything, they were just a lot more more physical than Texas were. Yeah, I'm sure. Like you know, we're at the game, and that was my first time actually seeing those guys in person. And just seeing the size of those guys, you, you talk about Ronaldo McQueen is going to definitely be a top ten draft pick of my choice. Uh, this young, young kid is about six four, six five, and, and running a four four forty. He's a beast, and you know, with the defensive lineman with, with Mount Cody in the middle, uh, pushing the scales that easy three hundred pounds. And uh, you know, you know, they, they played a good game and they played physical, and it, it, you know, that's what it is. And a lot of people, you know, not recognizing how, how physical it is in the SEC week in and week out, and. Uh, Colt McCoy found that out early with, with you know, trying to run a quarterback draw and got put out of the game. Well, Mark, I, I'll, I'll just say this, man. I, I think when I looked at that game last night, one thing I enjoyed is, is I enjoyed that it was a hard-fought football game, you know, and I think more so perhaps maybe uh, a blowout might have been, you know, what was desired by the Alabama fans. And, by the way, I was an Alabama fan la- last night, uh, but right. – uh, I, I enjoy a good football game. So it was a good football game. I'm happy that it was a good football game and that it was not a blowout. But you know, like everybody else, most of us got our chance to play ball at some point in time, maybe because opportunity presented itself. And the opportunity presented itself for the freshman quarterback. He didn't do well early on, but he did pretty good at the end of the game. So uh, it was a it was a victory for Alabama. And I'll tell you what, I'm sure – that the guys will take the victory if it's by one point because I've been on the other side of a one-point loss. So I'm, I'm happy you guys won. Well, like I said, a young young kid, uh, his name is Gilbert. You know, this guy's a true freshman. Uh, you know, we were talking about that. He would wake up yesterday morning thinking he was going to be uh, starting in the BCS championship game. But uh, once he settled down, uh, it's kind of like Nick Saban kind of scaled back a little bit. 
he didn't run as many blitzes as he, as he normally did uh, until the fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, hats goes off to that young quarterback and the Texas Longhorns. Uh, you know, the fans were great. Uh, the atmosphere was electric. And, uh, you know, like I said, hats off to those guys. They played a great game. Uh, they never gave up. Uh, you know, Shipley played, played a great game down the stretch with the, with the touchdown catches. And uh, I, I got to give my props up to uh, Javier Arenas. I've been raving about this young kid for the last three years. Uh, he reminds me of myself as well as, uh, you know, former Ohio State Buck uh, Winfield as well uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, small in stature, but he, he does a lot of things well. He blitzes off the corner. Uh, he plays safety. Uh, he plays, you know, he can do punt returns. So, uh, you know, I have to give uh, my hat off. He was actually my defensive MVP in that game. You know, you, you play a big game, you get two INTs and a sack uh, in, in a game like that on national TV. Uh, that, that was a great job by him as well. He, he he did play an excellent game. He uh, stepped up really big, and I, I think a lot of those guys really stepped up on the uh, Alabama side really big. But but one thing you have to look at is I think Mac Brown he really got out coached last night. Right, and, and the decision that he made, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about McCoy and, and the money situation about him going to the NFL and his dad being on the sideline, coming into the locker room and instructing him not to play. But uh, that young man took a, took a nice shot. Uh, you know, you see it from TV, but uh, when you're live and, and you, you actually hear it inside the stadium, you know, the shot that the young man took. And uh, the guy that hit him is every bit of 290 pounds. So uh, I'm sure he was looking at his uh, NFL future of, you know, if I go back in, I can end up like Bradford from uh, Oklahoma. But uh, I'm, I'm sure, like I said, those guys came out, and I'm sure they didn't, didn't realize how big Alabama was up front as far as the linebackers and the defensive linemen as well. But uh, Mac Brown, like I said, he got coached, out-coached in some of, the, some of the calls that he made, uh, definitely going in the second quarter when he decided to call a timeout to go for the screen pass, and we ended up intercepting and then taking it in and going for seven uh, going into the half. Really, really out-coached. I think that the, physical, the, the physicality of it all, man, Alabama's just a lot more physical. I think Texas, you know, had they um, had a little bit – had they been a little bit more prepared offensively, and, and you know it's kind of hard to be prepared for Alabama, but you, you know um, that the young the young kid Garrett Gilbert playing quarterback as well as he did. If Colt McCoy would have probably just had some quijones and stepped it up, come on, you you you, you got to get down. Now I, I was I was worried I was worried about that play as well. You know what is this? Is he trying to get hurt? And 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 just as I said that, here he comes. Walking off, walking off the field with his with his shoulder down like a like a broke pigeon. But you you you, you know it, it's it's just it just got our coach man. Simply our coach. Their defense, Texas defense played really really well, keeping them in the game, keeping them in the game. But you know when when you don't have offensively man, when you don't have an offense moving the ball one two three and out one two three and out. And I thought Garrett Gil- Gilbert in the beginning, I thought he was going to have to transfer to Southwest Louisiana <laughs> Community College. But, but well, Ohio State or something like that. No, not Ohio State. That locked up. I had to get that in there, Ray. But, but yeah, he, uh, like you said, I, I thought he was going to take a shot, come back in uh, in the second half and compete. Uh, you know, that's the second quarterback we done made cry uh, during the se- senior year. Everybody knows, seen Tebow cry. We gave uh, Coach Meyer a heart attack. Uh, now, you know, uh, McCoy, we put <laughs> him away crying as well. So, uh, that that's just part of the the Alabama nation, and uh, like you said, Cajunas, uh, he definitely didn't possess them. I seen this, actually, I seen their mascot in the parking lot before the game, and he didn't have his Cajunas anyway. Uh, I think they took that from him at birth. So I, I think we uh, de-steered the uh, the Longhorns. Wow. Hey, Mark. Not only that, man. I you know what is this about your parents coming into the locker room? You know, now come on now. I, I think that was a bit much. I mean, first of all. It happens all the time. Players get hurt all the time. You know, we tease each other about crying and all that stuff. But but your dad going to the locker room, I mean, he didn't get carted off the field. You know, it, he wasn't unconscious. He didn't have a neck injury. He got, he got beat up. He got banged up a little bit. And his dad goes to the locker room. So that, I, you know, I was a little concerned about that. But what I also throw this into the mix, you know, there was a national championship on the line. That's right. I mean, don't you at least try to go in again? And and where does this thing come in where you're worried about his future? There is no – this is college football. Stop trying to get everybody ready for pro football. Win the college national championship game. I just wanted to throw that one in. Maybe y'all feel different about it, but if it was Ohio I, State – I feel the same way. Like I said, when you got your daddy coming down into the locker room, that's the whole wow. different story. Now, <laughs> I, I was wondering if his mom was going to come down there and, and, you know, give him some cookies or maybe even go find his kahunas because he definitely lost those. But – uh 
Uh, when your daddy comes down, they put it on national TV. Uh, it was definitely embarrassing for him, and then he's ended up crying. And he's actually, he actually came out in the second half and put his, put his pads on, so I, you know, he had every opportunity to get in the game. And I'm sure, like you said, this is college football. The game was on the line. And uh, that young man, he didn't want no part of that ball game. And uh, as far as my, my opinion, I think he let his teammates down. Uh, you know, he gave a great speech after the game talking about how bad he wanted to go in there. If you want to go in there, we all know. If you want to get in there bad enough, you'll get yourself in there. <laughs> That's a- right. A- ASU, you would have went out there. A- ASU would have went out there. <laughs> University of Arizona would have went out there. Byron, <laughs> every every college player right. would have went out there. Man, I, I just I really didn't understand that. And I, I, I just I don't think he gave enough. He said he gave everything he had to the university. I don't know if he did last night. You don't know. No. So you think he should give some of his scholarship money back for, for that performance he put on yesterday? Well, let me just say this. Now that you brought that up. At the end of the broadcast, they did show the bonus money that the coaches got for winning the game, and Nick Saban got four hundred thousand dollars in bonus money for, for winning, winning that game, game last night. That's so right. if I'm the if I'm the Texas coach, I'm looking at Cole and I'm saying, you know, man, I got four hundred thousand dollars on this game. You, <laughs> he, he has <laughs> more than that, though. You see, so hey, Mark, you threw that. You brought that up. I didn't bring that up, but he might. I don't know. He just hey, I, I, you know how we do it on hard hitting radio. We we go straight to the point. <laughs> we go, you know, hit hit him hard and. Like I said, it, it cost that young man a, a lot of money. It also cost those coaches a lot of money as well. I don't think Mac Brown was, was was too worried about that because, uh, like I said, he got out coached, and the play that he you know he called uh, going into halftime. Um, like I said, Lisa Salter, she put him on blast. She's like, you know, pretty much it was almost like she was betting on the game because she was pissed off. She almost threw the microphone down. <laughs> interview. Well, Lisa knows her football. We That's know right. that. That's right. But 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 the thing but the thing of it is you you, you got to give Texas a chance to win. You just can't run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and if you don't have Earl Campbell, <laughs> no, nah, Earl Campbell wasn't there. Ricky Williams wasn't there. Uh, Vince Young was in the house, but uh, he couldn't help him either. He he may have had some eligibility left. I thought I thought the one guy was getting ready to get get in there, but uh, uh, you know, Colt McCoy's brother or something. I, I saw his dad go to the locker room. I was expecting his, <laughs> his brother Jason to get out there and, and try to throw some passes. Hey, also another big big up to uh, my man Mark Ingram. Uh, everybody knows his story as far as his right. background as well. A very humble young man. Uh, I know a lot of people are giving him a, lo- a lot of negative talk about the display that he showed uh, once he scored one of his touchdowns. He showed the glove that had the big A on it. Uh, this young man is definitely not trying to draw attention to himself. Uh, he's drawing attention to the University of Alabama, which he represents very well. And, uh, you know, the piece that they did before the game about his dad, uh, we all played against his dad in New York. Uh, of course, I did lock him down. Not No pun intended because he's in, he's in jail right now. But, uh, you know, he, he was a great, great guy. And, he, uh, you know, the things that he's, he's overcome as a young man is, is outstanding. No doubt, no doubt. And he's, he's well-deserving of it. And he was, he was actually, you know, you win the Heisman, then you win you know, the – the national championship, along with the MVP, uh, he's definitely a, a great asset to, to the University of Alabama. Even the backup Richardson is, uh, you know, is going to be a great back. It's going to be very interesting to see uh, next year. Uh, you know, with losing uh, Javier and uh, McLean at middle linebacker, it's going to be interesting to see how they how they pan out. But the national championship is in uh, Glendale this next year, and and hopefully we'll we'll get together and get back there. Maybe play Ohio State. You uh, never know, right? Hey, that'd be a good game, man. I think we got to go to break now, so I'm gonna let B and E go ahead and take us to that break, there. Okay, Mark. little Mac, just hold on one more second, man, and we will get back to you. All it's right. hard hitting radio, Voices of America. Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Journey into the realm of spirit, the source of all things. Master fear in these tumultuous times and learn ancient ways to abundant love and healing. Why Shamanism Now, a practical path to authenticity, will awaken the unique genius within you. Host Christina Pratt challenges you to initiate your innate powers within to gain health, well-being, and joy through the practices of Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. Tune in each week to Why Shamanism Now, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, on 7th Wave Network. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. You're listening to Hard Hitting Radio with Mark McMillan and Byron Evans. To get your voice in on the discussion, call right now, toll free to 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can get to Mark by email. Drop an email to Mark at MarkMcMillanSports.com. Now, back to Hard Hitting Radio. Hey, welcome back to the Hard Hitting Radio Show. I'm the host today, B&E. We got my man, Little Mac, on the phone. You also have Celeste out there. Celeste, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. How are you doing? Good, how are good, you? Good. Tell us about the tailgate party. Oh, it was good. We had a tailgate party over at Esquire Bar and Lounge in Pasadena. Um, over at Foothill Boulevard, and it was really good. Um, Damon Hinton was there. I want to give a shout-out to him. The, uh, he actually filmed the uploaded website. Right, right. Brother Damon, that's right. Yeah, yeah, to Damon. So he was there. He was doing, doing some interviews with him, and that was a lot of fun. It was really good. Um, the the tailgate was good. There was uh, quite a um, good amount of people there, and we had a lot of fun. Um, we did a lot of interviews. It was good. Good. I was good. There. She, did, she did a she did a good job, man. Everything so, was organized. She had a good time about it. Like I said, you'll be able to see her on tape. She was acting all. She was being Celeste, <laughs> but you know she held it down. Also, uh, Kareem did show up too. Okay. And I missed her, Kareem. Yeah, she showed up. She showed up too. And, and like I said, it was a good turnout. A lot of former guys came out. Derek Lassick, we know he uh, won a national championship. Alabama was a running back for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Chris right. Hale came out as well. Yeah, Chris Hale. You know, uh, you know Charles Mincy who played as well. Uh, you know, Saran Stacy, uh, uh, you know, Byron told me to tell you hello. A uh, great story about him as well. Uh, we'll definitely get him on the, on the show. Right, right. Uh, everybody knows about his, you know, his trials and tribulations that he's overcome after losing his family mm-hmm. uh, in a car accident uh, three years ago. So uh, it, it was a great turnout, man. And it was good just to see all the old players. Even ran into in the Rose Bowl. Right. You're kind of breaking up a little bit, little Matt. I'm breaking up. Yeah, right, listen a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, there was a good job. Uh, uh, was there as well. Uh, Jake Barker, who, you know, who never lost a game, was there. Uh, it was a good, good tailgate party. So we'd like to thank uh, the people at Esquire uh, down there uh, for helping us out as well. Right, right. So what what does Alabama look look like coming back next year? I know they got a, a host of, a host of people coming back to repeat. Well, they, you know, they got one of the top three recruiting classes coming out right now. They got the top quarterback coming out. Like I say, uh, I'm real big on uh, Javier Arenas, uh, you know, for, for personal reasons. Uh, you know, he kind of reminds me of myself, real pretty guy. Uh, he was really pretty much the key to the secondary. But as far as, uh, you know, Ronald McClain, uh, Mount Cody, who, uh, you know, takes up two people on every play, uh, you know, it's going to be tough as far as the offense. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of guys coming back. Julio Jones, who uh, we didn't even utilize in the game, which, right. uh, you know, him and Marquise Mays, the other wide receiver, uh, the game could have been really you know, one-sided, but um, you know you got the Heisman Trophy coming back. You got Richardson coming back. 
Uh, you know, Nick is playing it down. He's going to be humble about it. But uh, I know we're going to be ranked number one in the nation, which, you know, it's probably going to be tough because you've got to hold that spot. And everybody's going to be gunning for you in the SEC. Right, right. Ray, what do you have? What do you have to say about well, that? Well, I'm just glad to hear you say that Ozzie Newsom was there, man. You know, of course, I want to shout out to Frat, and I'm happy that uh, that he was there to support. You know, but I think he might have been there, you know, looking at uh, some players for next year's draft. You know, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure you know the Ravens. Uh, like I said, you know, Ray Lewis, he is getting a little older, uh, and the guy that I, I, that fits that, that that mold is Ronaldo McClain, man. This guy plays with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, he definitely got an attitude about himself. Uh, he flies all over the play, all over the place. Uh, Rise me up, B B and E. The guy can cover. He doesn't come out in nickel situations. Uh, he lies over the tight end. He can play man to man, and uh, you know that was one of your specialties. Uh, you know, we just had to set by the game. Hey, Mark, you're, Mark, you're breaking up real bad. Not sure, little Mac, if you could find maybe. Uh, are you on your cell phone by chance? Uh, I'm actually uh, calling from a landline, so maybe the battery's getting a little low, or okay. maybe Colt McCoy is, is bugging our phone. Yeah, something <laughs> like that, man. But, Mac, let me say this. I, I'd like just to ask this question. Yeah, what is it that, I mean, I, of course, you know uh, Nick Saban. He's been there at, uh, at Alabama now three years. You know, I know Nick from years ago. Uh, but here's a man who won two national championships from two very big schools, two right. very well-known schools, but able to do it in a in a very short period of time. It took him three years to come there. I'm not going to say he had to rebuild the program because I don't think Alabama's program has ever really been down. But but he certainly came in and, and got you back to um, more than respectability, but to a national championship and, and won. What is it that he was able to do so quickly as opposed to the other people who've been there? Because it was, it's been since 1992 was the last time that they won a national championship. He comes in in three years and gets it done. Well, he, he came in and did it his way. Uh, you know, we had Mike DeBose, uh, Price, who didn't make it because uh, he was getting too many lap dances down there in, in, in Florida. Uh, he, he didn't even get a chance to uh, coach on the sideline. And, I mean, he came in, uh, you know, a lot of people down south still live through the Bear Bryant. Uh, he came through and, and said he's going to do it his way. Uh, he's got the guy believing in him. And, you know, you talk to any guy from college football to, to the NFL, uh, he's a great motivator, a great recruiter, uh, does a great job on all levels of the game. And, uh, you know, he, he's building up something down there in Alabama that, that Pete Carroll has uh, at USC, and, and guys are wanting to go play for him. Well, I, I agree with the kind of person that Nick is, you know. And, and then you mentioned another guy, Pete Carroll. And, and Pete was actually on the sidelines last night right. calling that game for, uh, for, for, the, for the network. And, uh, and he paid a lot of compliments to, uh, to Nick Saban. Uh, both of those guys had, had their shots in the NFL. Uh, did I hear you say something about – you mentioned Pete. Is there something that Pete perhaps maybe may be considering the NFL as well himself? I'm sure. Yeah, Pete's name is uh, on on the top of the list here in California. He's being the uh, the coach for the Seattle Seahawks, but uh, he makes over four million dollars a year. Uh, you know, here in Southern California, uh, why would you want to give that opportunity up? Uh, you know, he loves the college game. I'm sure he you know want to move on. Uh, maybe you know down the road. Uh, you know, USC didn't have a good year, but you know, they still got a lot of good players coming back. But uh, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, that was a kind of a shocker for me that did it so late because more, you know, he didn't he didn't do a good job. Uh, he, he got so many opportunities uh, already, you know, in Atlanta, now in Seattle. There's there's so many guys that's also qualified for that coaching job. So it'll be uh, interesting to see uh, who who's going to get that job. Yeah, but one year, you you one year, you 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 win more one more game than you did last year, and you get fired. You know, four year contract, five year contract, what have it, maybe. But uh, you you still have to give the guy a chance to play it out a little bit, I think. Yeah, like you know, it was it was one and done. You know how the NFL is. It's uh, you know, what have you done for me lately? Uh, you know, as players, uh, you know, we have a one bad year. It doesn't matter. You know, you know, you don't have a guaranteed contract. If you don't perform, they'll cut you in a minute. So the same thing applies to the coaches these days. It's, it's a big money business. You know that. And I tell you, a football game I would like to see just with the personalities. I would love to see Nick Saban coach a team against Pete Carroll. Yeah, that, that'll be a great matchup. Uh, like you say, uh, clearly our, our coach, uh, Muschamp, was, uh, you, you, can, you can definitely tell, uh, you know, going into that game, uh, Alabama was well prepared. Uh, Nick Saban, is, like you say, he's built something re- re- really good down in Alabama. Uh, the people love what he's got going on down there. Like I say, he came in and did it his way. Uh, you know, he, he didn't talk about the bear. He said he's not going to be the bear. Uh, he's coming down there to do what he has to do, and, and, and he got a victory in such a short period of time where you can turn the program around. 
you know, Mike Shula, uh, you know, he kind of put the program in a big hole, you know, with the sanctions and everything. And, and like I said, Nick came in and, and you know, with no holes bar and, and within three years, you know, we're national champions again. Well, you mentioned sanctions. Uh, is, is there any truth to it or any you're in California getting any reports about the fact that perhaps maybe uh, Pete might be considering the NFL because there may be some sanctions coming down on the USC program? That, that could very well be. Uh, you know, uh, the basketball uh, program already got hit from, from Mayo. Uh, it'll be pretty interesting to see. You know, the Reggie Bush thing has been going on and lingering on for a long time. So that can be an opportunity for, for Pete to maybe, you know, want to get out. Uh, because the program, if you get hit with sanctions, we all know in Alabama we got hit for about, about three or four years. And, and it took us this long since 92 to get back to, to this point. But but I tell you what though this as long as the coaches are not putting their hands on the players and sending them into oh, how about that guy man what, what's going on is that that's uh, Central Florida man choking and punching kids and and my man Leach from Texas Tech locking locking the guy up in the, in the tool shed what's going on with that well you know we from a different generation of football I am not condoning it at all but I I will I will say this on air. The three of us here, it, it doesn't really surprise us. It's not like, yeah. uh, you know, we would not condone it. We wouldn't want anybody right. doing it to our child, right. but we, it doesn't surprise us. Am I right, Mark? Yeah, you're right about that. And uh, like I said, it, it's been going on. I'm sure there's going to be some allegations. Uh, we won't even think about the guy from, uh, I think it was uh, the coach from back from Ohio State, Woody Hayes, when he was punching people upside the head. I thought that was you for a minute, Ray Ellis, but I had to check the birth certificate, and that wasn't you. So uh, uh, thank goodness for that. I know you know you grew up in the hood, and you probably would have punched him. Well, you know, listen, man, and, and that's what I mean, and that's why I said that. I wanted somebody else to say besides me. You know, I, I, I was punched by Woody one time, but it was in a, in, in a moment of uh, laughter because I actually saw him at a high school game where he was doing some recruiting. But, I mean, in practice, guys were punched, kicked, Ben, you'd be kicked over. You'd be bent over as an offensive lineman. Coach come up, kick you in the butt. I mean, they did all kind of things to players back in. It yeah, was embarrassing. Yeah, but it's a fine line, though. It's a fine line that you can't cross, though. We you, don't we don't you, condone it. You're exactly you, you right. But, we, but we've you, seen, we've witnessed it. You, you can't choke a person. You can't, you know, you can't curse a person's out. You can't pers- curse a person out. But, you know, it's a fine line. You, you know, you got to use j- clear judgment. And, and, and you got to be upstanding when you take this kind of job. Well, no, and, uh, also, you know, when we talk about coaching carousels, uh, you know, who, who's in line to you? Who will be your, your first choice for Texas Tech? You know, the defensive coordinator uh, did a great job. They came back and won their bowl game. The kids liked them. They, they rallied around them. Uh, I, I would think that he'll be head, you know, in the front running for that coaching job. And, you know, being an African-American coach, we all know the situation that it is and, and the tough times it is to be a head coach. Uh, you know, congratulations to Turner Gill down there at, uh, at Kansas for, you know, Kansas opening up their doors and, and hiring him. So uh, well, what's your guys' take on, on the coach for Texas Tech? Well, I, I think that the Texas Tech coach definitely should have an interview. And there, there's no doubt. I mean, if you look at what happened, I think it was a couple years, uh, a year or so before that. Last year, as a matter of fact, no, it was the year before. West Virginia played here in the right. Fiesta Bowl. It might have been last year. Steps in, the interim coach steps in, does a good job, and gets the head coaching job. So that could happen. And I want to shout out to Turner Gill, yeah, and uh, I'm sure, uh, hopefully he'll do a good job over there at Kansas. You know, it, it's a shame that, again, in today's society, many black coaches haven't had a chance. But, you know, they're the right men for the job. They That's happen right. to be black, but they're the right men for the job. They should be considered for the jobs, unlike they were in years before where they were not considered at all. Little Mac, we got to go to a commercial, man. This just hold back, hold on one one more second, man. Um, I'm, I'm gonna hold on, man. I'm about to get me a rib, though. Like, I got right. my brother in there so, cooking. I got my mom. I got my family. My man D. Lassie just walked in the house too. So big up to my man D. Lassie, who's bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, well send the rib this way, man. Put a little barbecue right, sauce. On. I know you like I know you like beef. Beef. You ain't gonna eat no pork. No, no pork though. All right, it's hard hitting radio. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. 
Mark on the Voice America Sports Network. Hi, this is Dr. Vijaya Nair. Together with my dear friend, Dr. Howard Piper, we are hosting our own show called Kiss Your Life Hello. We are two internationally recognized experts, researchers, authors, and health advocates in holistic medicine and counseling. We promise you a fantastic show with interesting guest experts to educate and entertain you with the latest information on mind, body, and spirit wellness. Join us on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific and 10 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you there. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guests jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america internet flagship station for sports voice america sports we some hard hitters we some hard hitters you're listening to hard hitting radio with mark mcmillan and byron evans to get your voice in on the discussion call right now toll free to 1-888-346-9144 that's 888-346-9144 or you can get to mark by email Drop an email to Mark at MarkMcMillanSports.com. Now, back to Hard Hitting Radio. Hey, welcome back to the Hard Hitting Radio Show. I'm your host today, B&E. We got my man Ray Ellis in, in the studio with us. We also got Derek Lassiter. Derek, you out there? Yes, I'm out here. Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, congratulations on the, on the national championship, man. And you, you won a national championship with Alabama, correct? Yes, I did, back in 92. Okay, now how does this national championship stack up with the national championship in 92? I mean, anytime your university wins the national championship, it's a great feeling. You know, obviously last time we were in it, I played in it, so it was a little different because I was on the field. But sitting in the stands being a, a fan and watching them play the way they played was pretty impressive, and I'm proud of the university and the players. Right, right, right. What, what do you have going on for yourself these days, Derek? Well, I'm actually in the medical device business. Um, I work for a company called Stryker. We put in artificial knees, hips, and uh, ankles, things of that nature. So I'm in an whoa, OR room. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> You're talking to some old football players, man. We don't... <laughs> hey, I'm, I, I may need a hip and a knee, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, so that's what I'm doing. You know, it pays the bills. Uh, it's challenging. It's fun. I like it. I okay. like it. Good, good. T- tell me your take on the game last night. What is, what is your take on the game last night? Well, you know, to, to me, there was, there was three tails. You know, at the beginning of the game, the first six or seven minutes, it had me nervous. It didn't look like we were focused. And then it seemed like Nick got the boys uh, together and he got them refocused. Uh, we played well. And once we hurt the quarterback, they seemed to let off a little bit to me. Um, and then uh, Texas made a couple of good uh, big plays, and we had to refocus. And uh, we took care of business at, at the end defensively with the great sack and the fumble recovery. And uh, the running backs, like they always do at Alabama, they, they ran well. <laughs> that's, that's what they do at Alabama, they run well, huh? Yeah. Okay. You know, they were showing the stats of the, the last three national championships. Uh, we won the quarterback statistics. And I don't think uh, there's been one quarterback in the last three national championships we won that have um, had over 100 yards passing. Wow. Hey, Derek, this is Ray Ellis, man. I'm, I'm one of them old ball players too, but I just want to give a shout-out to another one of my fraternity brothers, and that's Johnny Davis, who used to be one of them big fullbacks at the University of Alabama back in the day. He may have been there last night. If he wasn't there in, uh, in, in appearance and live, he was there in heart and spirit. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. We, you know, we, we Bama Sci-Fi, we're a football fraternity uh, of brothers, and we love each other. And it, it's a special, special group of guys at Alabama. I mean, we stay in touch with each other. As you can see, I'm here in California with Mark, uh, my roommate, who uh, was from California. He's here with us. And we, we, we're just a big family. Well, I know uh, we'd like to talk to you about a little bit something else here. And, and, and me and B&E and, and Mark, we, we, we made that friendship. It may end right now. Cause can, can we talk a little bit about a game coming up on Sunday, Friday? What do you think, Byron? Can That's we, right. We can. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my heart is still in Dallas, you know. So I know what's going to happen on Saturday. You know, the Cowboys going to crush those Eagles. We're going to clip those wings. Hey, Mark, don't hit him too low, but hit him right about now. You got to hit him. Come on, Mac, hit him. <laughs> He can't do nothing. Donovan is going to throw everybody up under the bus after we beat him Saturday. <laughs> okay, okay. I got to laugh at that. I got uh, to laugh at it. Well, what you what you predict? What you who you think going to win? Well, well, you know the the Eagles. Uh, you know this this is what they play for. This is what they live for. You know, in the uh, the postseason, man, and uh, you, you know they they going to do what they do. You know they going to get after Tony Romo and and shut the running game down. And you, you know Tony Romo he'll be in Las Vegas next week. Uh, okay, you know, I was a criminal justice major, and uh, we had a class, and it talked about uh, interrogating people, and you're doing a lot. So that tells me either one or two things. You're not really sure, or you tell a lie. No, no, that's all good. No, I'm not going to. And you're talking about a preacher over there now. I, so I that, can't lie. I, I took the oath. I can't now, lie. Okay, I'm going to step up on that one. I, I will say this. I will say that the Dallas Cowboys have been one of the hotter teams in the past few weeks, but it's a whole lot of pressure on Tony Romo. And you've seen how Tony R- Romo operates under pressure. He can't even hold a snap on an extra point. <laughs> That's the biggest one in his life. So I'm not sure I would be too confident going into this game. And, and you know also how difficult it is to beat a team once, how difficult it is to beat them twice, but to beat them three times? Wow, that that's yet to be seen, and, and, and I'm looking forward to the game. I really do feel, you know, Donovan's been on this big stage many yeah. times, and, and he's performed extremely well. He may have a breath for a moment every now and then, but, but we know the kind of quarterback that Donovan McNabb is. We are yet to see what kind of quarterback Tony Romo is. So, you know, we'll talk some more. Uh-huh. It all sounds good. You know, <laughs> they got to lace them up and play it tomorrow. Right. We'll see what happens that, then. That's what I'm going to say. I got a for gentlemen's bet or something. What, what y'all want to put on it? Well, Mark and hold it. Uh, hey. no. <laughs> Just tell him put the rib on it. Put a little extra sauce on the rib. I'll put a rib on it. That's it. One rib. All right, that's a bet. That's a bet. <laughs> One rib. <laughs> hey, hey, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to break it down like Beyonce say. Hey, put a ring on it. Cause we're gonna yeah, we, right, we, 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 we're gonna, gonna, gonna get that, we gonna gonna get that ring. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna tell you what everybody's talking about with Romo in the past, in the past. But what you do, what great athletes do, they they learn from the past. And I think Romo's learned learned from his past mistakes. I think he's focused. Uh, there's no more talk of what is it, Jennifer Simpson? What was her name? Jessica. Jessica. Jessica Simpson, I think he's focused on football now, and he he has a point to prove. And you know how it is when you're an athlete. We hate, we love to be challenged. That's right. And when somebody puts forth a challenge, we re- the great ones step up. But well, well, Derek, let me ask this question, man. Seriously, now you have some great Hall of Fame players down there in Dallas that have basically called him on the carpet. Have their opinions changed of Tony Romo? Are they now comfortable that Tony is ready for the big stage now? Meaning, of course, Troy Aikman. Meaning Tony Dorsett. Meaning a few other people that I, that I won't name. But Come on, be, let's be honest with it. Come on. You know, I can't speak for them, but sometimes you say things to motivate your players, to, to, to make them step their game up. And I think some of that was just that. You know, the Tony Dorsett's and the other people who made comments wanting uh, uh, Romo, Romo to, to step his game up. We see the potential he has. He just has to live up to it now. But but that's the big, that's filling the shoes, and, and sometimes you, you, you just don't fill those shoes. Well, you know, sometimes you don't. But I, I, I have. Uh, I'm a, if I was a gambling man, I, I put my I put my money on Romo. All right, okay. Go down there to the bank, bank, bank of loans, and get your loan, then. <laughs> well, Carl, talk to me Saturday. I'm gonna make sure we get this conversation going Saturday. No doubt, no doubt. No, this is a great conversation, and and the Cowboys and the Eagles. You know, it's been many years. I, I'm not sure if I'm. I may be mistaken, but I don't think. Since the NFC Championship game in 1980, where the Eagles won that game, of course, in Philly, 
I, I don't think the Eagles and the Cowboys have played each other in the playoffs. Have they since yeah, then? Yeah, we, we've played a few times. In the playoffs? Yeah, playoffs. And, and so we must have won then? No. No, we didn't. I, I don't <laughs> remember the Cowboys. Beat, they didn't beat, they <laughs> didn't beat you. Did they beat you in the playoffs? <laughs> they beat us. Oh, Byron. Yeah, See, I didn't mean us. to bring that up like yeah. that, Frat. They, they beat us. They oh, beat wow. Us. But, but this is a new day and a new time, no. Hey, hey, that was slick. I like the way you got that in. Yeah. <laughs> and my last, my last question is, uh, when was the last time the Eagles won a Super Bowl? This year. 2010. Uh-huh. What? 2010. That's it. Yeah. There it is. Living in the past. How about they? that? Cowboys living in the past. <laughs> I guess anything's possible. We got a black president. I guess the Eagles can win a Super Bowl. How about that? 2010. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> hey, Gary, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate we appreciate oh, your comments, man. Oh, boy. We appreciate your comments, man. And, uh, you know, good luck to you and all the blessings to you, man. Hey, hey. Same to you, man. Thanks for having me. And be sure to, to be a friend of, of the show, man. Call back. I will. I will, definitely. Okay. All right. You got to take it easy. Derek Lassiter, right there. Lassick. Lassick. All right. Formal national champ, Super Bowl champ. With the Dallas Cowboys. And national champion. How about that? With the Alabama Crimson Tide. How about that? 1992. But I, I tell you what, you got other games coming up. Yeah, we got some big games you coming up, You got the man. Packers and the Cardinals. What do you think about that? What's your take on the Packers well, and Cardinals? Well, you know, I, again, I, I just think it's hard for teams to beat teams multiple times throughout the season. Now, now it does happen. But in this past game, it, 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 was, it was obvious to me that when the Arizona Cardinals played the Green Bay Packers, that the Arizona Cardinals had already made up in their mind that they really could gain nothing by going out and putting forth their best effort in that particular game, except get a couple players hurt. And that's what happened. A couple guys did get banged up. Yeah, yeah but, but going into it like that with, those, uh, with, with, with the knowledge like that, you're going to get people hurt. Well, here's the you're thing about it, you, what, you, what you should probably do, because as a player, I know you and I never stepped on the field worried about getting hurt. Yeah. So those players that did get hurt, they were playing at the best of their ability. But what happened is they were in, the exposure of injury was increased by even having them on the field. So if you weren't going to keep right. them on the field, then right. why even play them anyway? You know, it, it wasn't going to change anything about the game. Yeah. And, and with the Arizona Cardinals, we know if, if they play or if they don't play, one week or the other, there's two different teams that might show up. That's right. <laughs> so, and, 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 and you want them to play to, to get, get into that mode of being the best team you can be. And, 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 and Darnell Dawkins said it, said it the best. You know, they got, to, they got to play this week. This is a whole different game this week. And I believe, and you I, know. Yeah, the, the big matchup, uh, you know, is, is definitely going to be, uh, in my opinion, uh, Charles Woodson against uh, Larry Fitzgerald is going to be a, a key matchup in this game. Fitzgerald uh, did get his bonus money last last week for playing in the, uh, the last final minutes and getting a, getting a touchdown pass. He lucky he didn't get hurt, but uh, Anquan Bolden is uh, his, his ankle is hurt. But like I said, he's he's got to go. I'm sure he's not going to pull a, a, a non Kahuna having Cole McCoy tomorrow. I'm sure he's going to suit up and, right. and, and be ready uh, for the Green Bay Packers, which you know are, are hot right now. And, Mark, one thing about that matchup that you mentioned that I, that I like in favor of the Arizona Cardinals is I like the quarterback. The, the quarterback is uh, he, he's, he's that elephant in the room because Kurt Warner is a quarterback. Not only does he have a great arm, but he's very accurate. And, and because of that, I don't think Larry Fitzgerald is going to be wide open against Woodson. But I think if you can remember back, we saw a game where you had an NFC championship game. If you remember a couple years ago, you had Plexico Burrs against Al Harris, and it was a great game. I mean, they went right at each other, but because the passes were right on the money that Big Ben made, you know, Plexico was able to make some great catches. And that's what I see. I think it's going to be some great throws. It's going to be some great catches. But I think the bigger man is going to win, and I think Larry's going to win. <laughs> yeah, like you, you know, you mentioned uh, Plexico Burroughs, uh, who probably be watching it from uh, from a five by seven. Oh, don't say so, that, man! Wow. With a hole in his leg uh, uh, during the game, so I, I appreciate you giving me a little love uh, you know, to the criminals on the show, uh, Plexico. <laughs> Actually, you know, he'll be watching the game, but uh, you know, Al Harris like said that was that was a great match between those two guys. And uh, you know, Breston, uh, you know, a lot of people go unnoticed. He's he's one of the best third receivers in, in the game. So uh, Kirk Warner has a lot of things going. If the if the running backs can hold on to the ball, uh, Hightower and and Beanie Wells, if they can hold on to the ball, they, they should be all right. But like I can say the Packers are coming in, uh, you know, as, as a hot team. They gonna have to they gonna have to be they gonna have to be able to run the ball. The Cardinals are going to have to be able to run the ball. If you can't run the ball on the Packers, then the Packers are just going to line up and come after you. You're going to be in trouble. 
Well, I, I agree with you, Beanie. And, and, and coming from a linebacker, you know, you know that's how you get ready for a game. Is you know, you, first thing you got to do first is stop the run. You stop play the run. run first, and you stop the run first. And I think the Arizona Cardinals, even though the ball's been laid on the ground, I think the fellas show up this week, man. Little Mac, hold on one more second, man. You you got one more one more segment in you or what? Yeah, we got one more segment, man. Like I said, I got a, I got a uh, appearance that I'm doing tomorrow, uh, actually out of Philadelphia Eagles Bar. So I'll get everybody tuned into that as well. Uh, t- tomorrow I'll be there uh, at the shack in Santa Monica. So I'll let everybody know. So I'll keep it here, man, and, and let's keep doing it, man. Good job, B and E. Big break. All right, hold on one more second. Roll tide. <laughs> All right, hard right. hitting radio. Got to go to a break right now. Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. You're listening to Hard Hitting Radio with Mark McMillan and Byron Evans. To get your voice in on the discussion, call right now, toll free to 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can get to Mark by email. Drop an email to Mark at MarkMcMillanSports.com. Now, back to Hard Hitting Radio. Oh, man, we about to eat some ribs, man. You know my brother Ray's about to get it going. My mom's in the ki- in the kitchen getting the pasta ready. It's about to go down real hard, man. Got a lot of guys over. Got my man David Hitton in the house. He's also filming as well. Yeah, we got, you've got a, we got a whole house, man. We got kids. We got babies. We got we got everything, man. We got we ain't got no beef ribs, though, man. <laughs> yeah, we got a natural title, man. We got we got a couple of couple guys in the house. My man Charles Gardner, he was a safety on our on our team. Uh, you know, you guys did a great job with, with Lassick as well. We definitely appreciate him being a, being a part of our show as well. Tomorrow, Mark and I are going to be over at the Shack in um, Pasadena doing a um, signing. He's going to sign some autographs. I'm going to sign some autographs. You guys all should come out. I do want to give a shout-out to Patrick Good. He is the owner there. And he's also a Philly native, so I'm sure we're going to have a lot of Eagles fans over there. Eagles fans, not Cowboys. <laughs> um, come, come, yeah, come to the shack. It's at uh, 
2518 Wilshire Boulevard in Santa Monica. The zip code is 90408. So we hope to see you all out there. Uh, we're going to have some great cheesesteaks and some what they call wings and hoagies. <laughs> so um, come check it out. Um, again, we'll have some posters, do some autograph signings. Um, Kobe, I don't know. Kobe might be at the shack. I'm not sure. It is in Santa Monica, so maybe. I'm also told that there's always a line there as well, so um, try to get out there early. Uh, the game starts at 5. We'll be there at 3, and I hear there's a line by about 3 o'clock, so I would say get out there as early as possible if you want to see it. And again, uh, Patrick Good is the owner, and he's having us come out, and he is a native Philly. So I'm sure there will be a lot of Eagles fans there, not Cowboys fans, like the uh, little Mr. Guy sitting across the way from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are going to be a good matchup, uh, the Bengals and the Jets. Um, you know, with, with Chad Ochocinco, I guess, you know, he went down last week in warm-ups. Uh, you know, we'll see how he's going to come back. Uh, you know, my man Javier is locking it down uh, on the corner. You know, he's been shutting down Randy Moss, Terrell Owens. Uh, even last week, uh, Ocho Cinco, you know, was, was no Mo Cinco. So, you know, it's going to be big. It'll be a big game for, you know, rookie quarterback Sanchez going into a hostile environment in Cincinnati. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be a, a pretty interesting matchup. Um, Bengals have been playing great defense down the stretch, but lately they've been, they've been struggling a little bit on offense, so it's going to be pretty yeah, like I say, you know, sometimes he shows up, sometimes he don't show up. Uh, you know, you know, Michael Irvin was one of the biggest trash talkers in, in the game. Uh, he did it from start to finish, uh, but he also produced. You know, Chad Ochocinco, you can't talk to talk if you know if you're not going to walk the walk. And you know, a lot of people know I did talk trash, but you know, for for eight years, uh, you know, I I, I I backed it up. You know, and you know, Chad Ochocinco, when he's hot, you know, he's got he's proposing to cheerleaders and he's dyeing his hair pink and blonde. And, but, uh, you know, like I said, when he's going across that middle, it's going to be a different ball game. What was Gilbert doing, but bringing, bringing guns to the – why don't you just go to the pawn shop, man? He, he, in the offseason, he builds a million-dollar pool and now he's talking about he's playing pranks, pranks and bringing guns. And, and it's just, I just don't understand, uh, you know, athletes. Uh, you know, this guy's giving up, you know, a lot. Because he wanted to bring a gun, you know. If that would have been me, you know, once he put the gun down, I'd have bust him in his mouth. Not immaturity. That's stupidity. Sixteen million dollars, and he got suspended without pay. That's right. Yeah, that's that's what you like to say. You got guys that that's trying to make a living, and you know, this guy's uh, obviously a good player in the league, great shooter, one of the one of the pure best shooters in the league. Besides, uh, you know, Jesus Shuttlesworth. Uh, you know, and my man Kobe Bryant. I wouldn't be dismissed. I got to mention my man Kobe. Um, but, like you said, this guy's giving up, you know, millions of dollars because he wanted to bring some guns into the locker room. But but do you see why he's a great shooter? He's carrying guns all the time. <laughs> he's a shooter. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, you know, in the nation's capital, and we all know about our security situation going on right now. So, uh, and you know, the arena's right maybe about five minutes from the White House. So maybe, uh, you know, Obama needs to, you know, get inside the locker rooms and, and get these people off the plane carrying bombs in their drawers. And i got to fly back to Arizona, so... Anybody that's looking a little crazy on the plane, I'm, I'm definitely going to be patting them down, patting their drawers down, their socks. I want to know what they got on. Just catch the bus, man. Catch the bus. Old ladies, too. Old ladies, if, if, if grandma's on the plane, she got something in her drawers, I'm patting her down, too. You got to catch the bus, man. PG hey, show, man. Him, yeah, you got to catch the bus. Little Mac, we got 30 seconds, man. We just want to thank, thank you for calling in. We thank my man Ray Ellis. Give a hard-hitting shout-out to my man, Andre Dawson. Hey, roll tide, man. Famer. Roll tide. Roll tide. Roll. That's how we do it. Big up to the, all the Alabama family, the Bama Nation. Uh, it's been a long time coming since 92. Uh, so, you know, Nick Saban, uh, you know, and Nick we trust right now, man. So everybody that's listening back in Alabama that supports hard-hitting radio and that's with Alabama, we definitely appreciate it to all the former players as well. So tomorrow we'll be at the Shack, man. I'll be out there. Uh, you know, the birds against that team in Texas. You know, they ain't got no name. It's just that team in Texas. We already uh, dethroned one of them. We're going for number two tomorrow. There it is. Little Mac. Hard-hitting radio. Hard radio show. B&E. We'll see you next week. Be blessed. All right. Good.
some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. That's another show. Thanks again for joining Mark McMillan and Byron Evans for Hard Hitting Radio. Come back and we'll do it again next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. We some hard hitters.